And a good morning to you. A happy Monday. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. We have to acknowledge. Yeah. The purple one. You being a huge fan of Prince. Huge Prince fan, yeah. Today would have been his, what did I say, 63rd? Really? Really? Mm. He was in his 40s. Yeah. We always think that start, he had hits small, in the small 80s. people yeah. age well. And he wasn't 12. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Are you saying? sure? I'm pretty darn yeah, sure. pretty sure. He was the height of a 12-year-old. <laughs> he was not. Is that why you were drawn to him, Cheese? Because the two of you see eye to eye on things? I'm actually taller than him. Thank you. You're kidding. Well, well sure was he? About a half an inch. Well, I will tell you, though. Well, with heels on. He wore oh, heels. He wore heels, all the time. yeah. Every time, I, and I met him a, a couple of, he, he, like, not little heels. Yeah, he, he did wear big like, heels. Like, I would fall off of him heels. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd twist my ankle yeah. walking in that. He played basketball in them. And, uh, <laughs> he was just bigger than life, so he looked. There is that. Oh, so, yeah. a princess birthday. And His I, birthday. And I got to tell yeah. you that the thing that I always remember is you heard him before you saw him. Click, 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 click. You'd hear the heels. See, I'm like, so jealous I'm of like, that story. That? I think that's Prince coming. Yeah, He's my standing in his. Kitchen. In his kitchen, yeah. And he comes walking I in. Found, I bumped into him. I was looking for the bathroom. <laughs> I got lost. What are you going to say? <laughs> um, question. This is interesting because I think, um, although this Friday is official grand reopening of Chicago, we've painted the walls, yeah. come on back in, it's all new. Um, it feels like almost anywhere you go that we've moved on. That it's getting back to normal. You can almost forget that we're still in the middle of what are near the end of or in any sort of phase of whatever you want to call this. And it just has to do, I think it has to do with like people's attitudes. I think it has to do with the way things look, you know, that you just get a sense like when you see people not wearing masks and you're going, you're like, oh, well, we were. We're kind of moving on. Yeah. Are we just going to forget about it? Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are perfectly willing to draw a line and say, everything that happened over the last 15 months, I'm just erasing it from my database. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I it, think a lot of people it went are from 2019 that. to 2021. Mid 2021. What happened there? Don't yeah. remember. And don't care. The problem is, unfortunately, if you're not vaccinated, you still have to wear your mask in yeah, many, that's not many happening. places. It's not happening. That's not happening. Everywhere I go now, mm-hmm. people are like, I'm not vaccinated. No mask on. Of course, I step back. I'm like, well, I don't want to be around you. So I don't- you ask people. I have to ask. Yeah. I don't ask anybody. What? That's Judy right there. I do. I don't hey, care. Everybody, Judy's you here. Ask I, you know what? I don't care. I don't care about but them. Again, I care about me. they're telling you the truth. Well, they do. People are like proud of the fact that they haven't been vaccinated. And they're like, I'm not vaccinated. And I'm like... But you think they're telling you the truth when they say that? I think people would lie about that. Oh, you're some people would lie about that. You're right. Oh, like they got it, but they're like, they don't want people... Yeah, they don't want people to know. I didn't Which get is it. ridiculous. It's not a political <laughs> well, yeah, thing. I'm not, I'm it's not just not, it's not it's ridiculous. A, it's I wasn't. A scientific I wasn't, thing. I'm just saying, why do you think they're telling the truth on one and not telling right. that? I think, again... It, we're at the point now, and, and I was in Napa this weekend in California. Ooh, nice. And California still is rest- California feels like Chicago did about three months ago. Interesting. Yeah. I told you I watched two different games, Philadelphia yesterday in Philly, 
Uh, basketball game. The, basketball game, sorry. Right. And the Clippers game in L.A. Clip dogs, got it. Completely different worlds. Completely different. Philly, wide open, no mask. People full there. stadium. 64-ounce beers. Yeah. Sweet. California, California, L.A., masked. Half the crowd. Right. Like maybe 4,000, 5,000 people out of the whole place. It's... I... I... I I had to do the the pantomime of from the front door of the restaurant. I went to lunch in Sonoma. From the lunch, from the front door to my table, eight feet away, I had to wear my mask. But people were wearing masks walking around outside on the sidewalks and the the civic outside. Yeah, and I was like, did you guys not get that memo about the outside? <laughs> the outside one was a while ago. That's not even new. I didn't, so I see, didn't and I think those are people who aren't vaccinated, who are going the for themselves, going the extra mile just for in case. Yeah, I don't think so. I, because I'm seeing people still wearing their masks in a lot of the uh, gro- the stores. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm done. I don't wear mine, but there are, and I. So I say to myself, Are you vaccinated, or are you just wearing your mask? Well, I'm going to paint with a broad brush. Or not vaccinated, rather. I think people who aren't vaccinated aren't going to get vaccinated. Also, don't want to wear masks and are certainly not wearing them in the grocery store. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, anybody still wearing a mask is kind of this hyper vigilant, afraid maybe whatever. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't, that to me means they probably would have gone and done everything mitigate this. Or if they were that concerned, they certainly wouldn't walk into a grocery store. Yeah. Or you they are vaccinated. We're I'm trying gonna, to do, we're trying to do all s- this psychology yeah. of masks. Yeah. But I'm going to say a lot of the people who are still wearing masks aren't vaccinated. They're just doing it for themselves. But I am shocked, actually, at the number of people who readily admit, oh, no, I'm, I'm not vaccinated, I'm not wearing, and I, I was... I don't know I, how to do this study, because I would tell you, I, I disagree. I think the majority of people wearing masks still are vaccinated. Yes. I don't think yeah, so. Why? why? Because well, they are look afraid. At, but look at me. I was one of those people. Scared. I am not wearing my... I'm done. I... I'm not wearing. Yeah, well, I never wanted I to feel wear one. totally vaccinated. <laughs> right. Like vindicated, vaccinated. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, but right, but the first thought, right, Nick, is why are you wearing your mask? Like I'm like, why? Because I just assume people are vaccinated, but no, not but a lot you, of people are vaccinated. Do you guys disagree vaccinated. that the, the people who are you know, for whatever bizarre reasons, adamantly against a vaccine are also adamantly against masks. Yeah. And if all you have to do is say I'm vaccinated and they let you in the store or you or you it's on the honor system, they burn their mask but already. I think it's gone. There, there are two kinds of non-vaccinated people. Really? That kind that yeah. you just mentioned. I think it's alone. And I know I know people who you know are people. not vaccinated because they are afraid. Mm-hmm. They don't like that it's not, um, you know, finally approved or whatever it is called by the FDA. They, FDA it's approval, final, yeah. Final approval. They don't, they're afraid they have, maybe they they don't trust the government. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they're those people who are legitimately concerned about their safety. Then what are they doing out and about? Well, but they have a mask on, so <laughs> they... They're young and bulletproof. Yep. Well, they I should feel the best. Mask. I still wear my mask sometimes when I go out because I don't like the looks because I'm younger. So I feel like people don't believe that. People I have judge you. Yeah, mm. exactly. And then also Miranda. my boyfriend believes that he doesn't need the vaccine because he's already had COVID. So he mm. feels like he's safe and protected. But does he wear a mask? And he doesn't wear his mask, does he? No. And that's, no. The, that's one of our biggest fights right now. <laughs> you guys fight over the mask. Yeah. because You're the mask police for, for your boyfriend. Yeah, because hey, he's you not go, protected. Girl. He's not protected, and 
I don't, I think, I just don't like the looks. So I just rather do the right thing. Than and remember, you I can get movie. COVID again. Thank you. People have, got, many thousands of people have gotten it twice. And you being vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Someone has to be the voice of reason on this show. <laughs> Because we have Bruce here saying, we're wide open. Wide open. No restrictions. There Moving are on. restrictions. No, there are restrictions. restrictions. They made me wear my mask, and the only time I wore it this weekend was on the airplane and yep. in the airport. And now only I was time. I was in Wisconsin. Oh, no. And masks. from the front door of the restaurant yeah. with my goddamn No masks anywhere. And people, Wisconsin, nothing. And people readily admitting they're not vaccinated and don't not care. wearing. Don't care? Yeah. yeah. Don't care. I'm like, I literally said to a guy, the, the sign's right there. He's like, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm. People who own the place don't care, and no, no. So, so I, okay. So here's the thing, and I, I was at a. That's a long story. So I was at, I was at a banquet, basically. Mm-hmm. I was in a room of two thousand people. Wow, you know, sitting around ta- eight people at a table, huge thing. I had to give a speech, by the way. Nice. Yeah, and so did all this. Nobody wore masks inside there, even though it was hotel policy. They had to wear a mask in public places. But my point was, how the hell are they going to police this? And that's right. in California, in even, California, right? I wow. I'd be like, I don't know. Maybe they just close the doors and we all pretend this isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. But it was so weird because I'm, I'm still stuck in this purgatory. Yeah. Where... Okay, am I supposed to wear a I mask? Hate like, that. It, yeah. am I supposed to wear it in the hallway of the hotel, in the lobby of the hotel? I certainly, don't. I know I don't have to wear it in my room. Okay, I get that. Really? The minute I walk outside, I can rip it off, right? But they were like, "Well, if you're in any public area, well, define a public area." <laughs> yeah, they're even more confusing if than us, which is else, weird. But if so, if I'm walking down the hallway and there's nobody in the hallway, do right. I have to wear a mask? I keep, you know, you run into somebody, you put it on, an elevator sharing it with somebody. Okay, I guess I get that to a certain level. But again, I'm vaccinated and don't care. Yeah. I also don't care. And See, they're like, and well, I, I'm not vaccinated. Hey, good luck. I think I, I care if, like, restaurant workers aren't vaccinated and aren't wearing their masks. I care. That's yeah. a, that's such a more but personal how do space. You, know? you don't. That's what I mean. Yeah. I think that's happening. I think it's happening everywhere. Really? I think, yep, from whom, from the people I met this weekend, I'm like, all right, people are not wearing their masks. They are not vaccinated and they don't care. Or they've had COVID and they don't feel that they need the vaccine. I, I read an article. And it was a guy who's vaccinated, who hadn't been sick, who doesn't have a underlying medical condition, respiratory illness, the, and he said, I think I'll be wearing my mask for the next couple of years. It makes me feel safer. Hmm. I think that's the mask wearers. Yeah. I think that's who they are. It just makes me feel better. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wear a motorcycle helmet while you're at it, too. You know, you might just as well. You, might you never down. know. You might fall down. Yeah. Go bonk your head. Something might fall from a plane, hit you in the head. You hey, never we've know. We've been seeing that, you know, uh, Chinese people have been doing it for Asians, yeah, they years. Okay, and yeah. I always thought that was odd. Like you go Me to too. Disneyland, and I'm like, why are you people? Right, you guys well, know something down I don't Michigan know? Avenue. And I thought it was here. like pollution. I get it. Yeah, yes. I was say in Shanghai, I get it because there's so much pollution. Is it really? Is that yeah. bad? But they oh, come horrible, here yeah. as tourists, and they still wear them. Yeah, down, up and down Michigan Avenue for years. They're just used to it. They're because used in, to it. In China, and, there's so much pollution. And that's the really? person you just yeah. described. They're like, you know what? There's something. What's wrong with this? I'm I'm now healthier wearing a mask. Yeah, no. I'm not sucking in all that, you know, bad air. 
Yeah, I'm done. I'm not wearing my pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm the bummer. After all of yeah. that, she's like, yeah, I'm still done. But I'm the bummer who has to tell you that, by the way, cases are up and deaths are up. And a good morning. Happy Monday. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. Judy brought up something this morning and uh, that I hadn't thought about in quite some time. I'll, I can't even do the math to how long ago it was. Selective service. I, I, I remember vaguely in high school. I think I got like a postcard. Does any of this sound familiar? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a postcard and I had to like fill it out with some basic information and either send it back or drop it off at the post office or something. And I was now registered for selective service, meaning that if there were a military draft, they'd have my name and address, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah, you could be called up. You're in the pool. I don't remember ever when I moved or got a new phone. I don't remember ever... (laughs) Right. Not well, like the I, government couldn't find me, but my point true. being is I don't remember ever updating it. Uh, well, I, I'm think, sitting here thinking, I don't think my two boys are registered. Is because, it still a requirement? Yes. Oh, wow. You. But here's the wow. thing, Nick. I, we, I did FAFSA for both my boys, but we never got financial what, what? aid as, oh. but you know, for loan. But so, and it, it, I remember it asking every time and I just assumed they were. I checked yes. Because in my head, I was saying, well, yeah, they aren't they automatically in the selective service? But no. No, it's you not have, automatic. It's on you to do it. So now I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I don't think they've ever done that. Yes. That's what you got. It's a federal crime. So, Punishable by up to $250,000. I'd like to know the last time somebody And five, yeah. that. And like five years in prison. Again, I'd like to know the last so time somebody So this is why that. you do it. This is when it would come up. If you apply for a federal job or oh. do anything federal, then it would come up. Then they would say, yeah, draft dodger, sorry. Okay. Here's why we're talking about selective service draft, which we don't have. I'll acknowledge. But we didn't have one until we did before. Well, until you needed You know, it. until yeah. you needed one. Um, the Supreme Court is taking up a case and will be asked to decide whether it's discriminatory to only require men to register via selective surgery, register for a draft at the age of 18 and not women. Yeah, this is being filed by the uh, American Civil Liberties Union, but the Women's Rights Project, part of that. And they're saying it's it's really about how, what that it sends a damaging message that women aren't g- as good as men. So it's right, they're n- yeah. arguing that women should right. be included. Well, they're that not. Men- That's not what this case is. It's not saying you should include. They're saying... What the court is going to look at is, is the current system constitutional? Right. Men only. And, yeah. And I guess if you go by the law that says it can't, it can't, can't be, be. Yeah. Right? They're going to have. I, by I can't. that definition. But it, now it, this it came, can't be. Right. But this came up, what, in 1987, I, I think, last time. And they did say, yes, it's based under our laws. It's constitutional. But I think that's changed. I was going to say, I think people's. Well, let me put it this way. As a. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say a, a, a study of, but I am versed in World War II and Vietnam. Military history, is, I find fascinating. Okay. Okay. The nature of war has changed. We can acknowledge that. Yeah. You know, World War One trench warfare. Like, we don't have waves of humans running into machine gun nests. Like, uh, you know, uh, think of the first 
10 minutes of saving private Ryan. Yeah, right. Like, that's not what war looks like. I'm not saying it's not hell. Please don't get me wrong. But it has changed. More technological. It involves computers and drones and firing at people that you can't even see, you know, across a horizon. So it has changed. And because of that, are we more comfortable with women serving in combat roles because we don't think it's as violent as it used to be? Are we more comfortable with women serving like that? Uh, see, okay, I don't know wh- why I think this. I'm ready. I'm assuming I, I, I heard it. I read it. I, I heard it. it. That's close it was It was actual fact. Let's go. I always thought women weren't drafted because of the whole they're, they're the ones who procreate. They're like, women can't be in combat because we need women to, you know, you can't wipe wow. out an entire sector that has the actually births hmm. the babies now that's changed it too actually to tango i've heard of rumors yes. of this effect yes. I, <laughs> it does but now the look immaculate you, conceptions you know are few and far between here's yeah. the thing mm, it's becoming i think we're there we don't really need you do we now as long as it's frozen somewhere but, but, but you see there are there are women fighter pilots yeah there are women infantry. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So it was 1981. In 1981, the court voted six to three to uphold the men only registration requirement. So much has changed since then. Look at other countries around the world. Right. Yeah. And if, and women, women I think women serve and no fight one was and, complaining back then. They, yeah. women probably weren't like, no, we don't, I know it's fine. We don't want to go to, <laughs> now women want you were, to. You weren't up in arms yeah. on your 18th birthday that you couldn't register you for know, the draft. Yeah, no Judy? pun intended. Yeah, yeah. I was not up in arms. Right. I, well, I it just, it, it wasn't something that was a big deal. It's a big deal now. Women want to be, they want to have it as a career, right? They want well, to be military. I appreciate want to be that you, you take yes, that stance. Because my, my, my argument is, like, you can't have it both ways. We want to be treated the same. We want the, uh, we want the opportunity for promotion. One of the arguments was that even when we allowed women in the military, we didn't allow them in combat roles. Right. And if they weren't in combat roles, they couldn't get things like battlefield they decorations. They fighter pilots. The, and, well, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't get, they wouldn't move up the mm-hmm. chain because they didn't have the same experience they they weren't they weren't treated the same so therefore they weren't becoming colonels and generals right. and things so if you want it both ways, you want to be able to say we want a female five-star general well all of them on some way shape or form did a different job so if you're you want to do that you, you, you gotta, gotta do be it that part way of the draft yeah, as and well. I, that wasn't an option for me right growing up and i think if it was an option i would have seriously considered that interesting oh i could join the military and learn this trade you know i could have been the next what's your name she Rose. sounds like an army recruiter how yeah. many how many people out there <laughs> I, i'm just curious I, I just know we've got we got a lot of people that served oh yeah and uh listening right now and there's got to be some of them that like oh yeah join the military yeah. learn a trade yeah. I could come through that radio, Judy. I'll tell Chicks you what. New yeah. Yorker paying top dollar for this. Yeah, thing. exactly. Right? But it is but, much more these days yeah. a career. If Agreed. you want it, then just, you know. And there's a lot fewer people serving. Yeah. But if we did get to a draft. Yeah, it's a whole new, right. I mean, a whole new influx just, of people. I mean, short of Martian invasion, I just don't see how we would get to a, a point where we would have a draft because we didn't have enough people, humans. Right, to, 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 to yeah, fight a war. You hope it'll never be so like it, it the It may world just wars. be theoretical, but it's an argument worth having. Mm-hmm. It's still time for our criminal of the day, though. All right? I got to give a shout out to Benjamin Robert Gray of Spirit Lake, Iowa. Oh. Lovely mm-hmm. place, right? Sure. Who just needed a nap and <laughs> was thirsty. Allegedly, Gray parked his car in the middle of the main drag <laughs> at 6 a.m. <laughs> on a Sunday.
Police found him asleep against the steering wheel with his pants pulled down and the keys to the car in the passenger seat. I don't even want to know what was going on, okay? (laughs) Upon waking, Mr. Gray was disoriented. You think? Wow. You think? Slurring his words and had bloodshot eyes. An officer sat Mr. Gray in his patrol car as he conducted a search of the suspect's vehicle for drugs, which, of course, he found. It's at this point Mr. Gray realized how perched he was. And while seated in the police car, Took the cop's can of Mountain Dew from the center <laughs> console. Oh my goodness. And drank it all. Oh. Gray was charged with operating while under the influence, possession of a controlled substance, marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia. Oh, and for stealing the cop's soda pop. <laughs> nice. Fifth degree theft. What? Yes. Don't touch my dew. For being so under the influence that you parked in the fast lane and thought all sheriff's deputies' cars come with free Mountain Dew around here. You, uh, Benjamin Gray, are the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day. All suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. And a good morning to you. A happy Monday. We jump into our 6 o'clock hour, taking a look at the big three stories that people are talking about, and cheese will kick us off. Yeah, sadly, on the eve of Prince's birthday, Purple Rain actor and Mod Squad actor, among many other roles, uh, Clarence Williams III passed away after a long battle with Mm. colon cancer. Mm. Judy Pye? Well, she's eighth in line for the throne. Prince <laughs> Harry and Meghan announced the birth of their daughter, Lilibet Lily Diana, after the Queen and Harry's mother, Princess hmm. Diana. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Well, you know. <laughs> um, you remember the 13-year-old girl who was chased down by gang members and shot last week? Sadly, she passed away oh. from her injuries. Add it to the tally here in Chicago. Speaking of that tally, it was a warm week. Okay, it was hot. Let's move past warm. Warm to me is seventy high 70s, low. It got hot. Yeah. Not this, use of the yeah. humidity. We go Getting, from winter right to the dead of summer. Swear to goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like walking through gravy. But don't worry, there's always a chance of rain. So the thing about the thing about we humidity hope. that I'm still not 100% used to is uh, when your socks get wet. I don't like that. <laughs> I might need better socks. I don't know how that works. Don't wear them. But it was a... I mean, it's, it's a broken record. I get it. But it was a violent weekend in Chicago, Judy. As the weather warms up, people are out and about, including, again, I, I only say... Every person who is injured by a bullet potentially could die from it. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, If you get shot, it's just luck as to whether you it's a fatal wound or an injury or life-changing. Yeah, well, 46 people injured in shootings, five people de- dead over the weekend. Right. So 46 injured. In one instance, uh, uh, there were like 21 people shot like in a, in a period of time. Right. Just in Chicago. Do, do you feel safe in Chicago? I do. You do? I do. Well, is that, well, okay. He, here's the thing. I'm this, ready. It is, it's so much worse. And we, you know what? We didn't report it like we do now. We just didn't. I've been a reporter in this town for 40 years. We didn't used to report every single shooting. So I, I want to remind people, this has always been Chicago. Not this bad, but they were well, always the been, are up. They are up for okay. sure. But I, being from Chicago, having been born and raised here, I have always understood the danger of living in Chicago. 
And so I live with it. So to me, it's not, I know, I believe me, I have suburban friends who don't even come to Chicago. Won't come into the city. No. And they're like, are you crazy? I wouldn't go to Chicago. I hear that all so the time. Which is so foreign to me. And I'm like, why? Because I, there are certain areas where there are always going to be shootings and deaths. But you're right. I mean, it's it's now I understand that it's, it can happen anywhere. I grew there, was in, a, there was a carjacking on LaSalle right over I, here. I was right watching it, and I'm like, that is right above where I park. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I mean, we're, we're right above, here, yeah. you know, Water NBC and, Tower, and, high yeah. above Chicago. By high above, I mean sixth floor. Yeah. But we are, we are. I mean, And the right carjackings, of course, are a new thing. I didn't grow mm. up with carjackings. No one, no one ever did that. We didn't know. What? No one stole your car like that. So, and I grew up in Bucktown. So are we which, doing a disservice by, okay, so hold on a second. Is the problem that. Crime is worse, let's say it used to be before, or is the problem that we talk about it? It's, it's, neither <laughs> is a problem. The problem is it's worse. It's, of course we want to talk about it. I'm just telling you, we did not do every shooting. We did, especially gang shootings. We just didn't report it. Yeah. We, and, and actually when we started to do it, when, when media outlets decided to make a conscious effort to report every single one, there are times where I worked with certain people at the station, whoever was in charge, where they would be like, you know, back off on all the shootings. We don't need to hear about all the. Hey, but was, that's my point. Yes. It, are you painting Chicago in a bad light? Well, you're by, reporting. By, by reporting, the, you know, what happens, the gritty underbelly, if you will. The facts are the facts. I don't disagree. I, I want to know that there were 46 shootings. I do want to know. That is an important thing to me to know. For anyone should know that in Chicago on a typical summer weekend, there were 46 shootings, right? 46 people shot. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we do need to know that. But you're but we you're right that we could have had 40 shootings and we wouldn't have even known. But I don't think we did. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, okay, so. So, Bruce, being like you dealt with gangs in, in L.A. Yeah. Do they take pride when there was like there was seven gang shoot like you know what I mean you know what I'm saying like is it a like for a, a gang to hear that like oh there was for some bizarre crazy reason do they like you know like no press or all press is good press do gangs like think that's good for them I think it changed okay and here's why it changed and and I can't speak to Chicago yet yeah. and I'm learning I'm learning I admit it in L A when I was there. And a height of gang violence, mm-hmm. Bloods versus Crips and things. And we were right in the middle of it all. The notoriety the gang started to realize was a negative. Okay. It brought too much heat down. It They didn't like the scrutiny in the neighborhoods. They didn't like TV cameras and radio and newspaper people telling that story because it brought a spotlight that they didn't want. Okay. They couldn't do their dirt <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone was standing on the street corner watching. So there was like a tipping point when it was like, y'all need to stop talking about this. Or, and also, we need, the gangs took it upon themselves. We need to cut back on this. It hurts business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurts business. Well, I can tell you that we, at some point, again, in my career, and Nick, maybe you can help me out with this, we there there was a conscious decision that we will no longer say the the name of the gang. 
We oh, okay, never okay. ever said don't don't give them the don't, the now, pub, don't give them the press. Exa- and because yeah. of that, because I think they mm-hmm. did like the notoriety. They were yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And so we yeah, just well, I mean the news, right? Right. And so I mean, and, and talk show hosts certainly and other people talk about, but as reporters, we right. never mentioned. And it was almost a courtesy to the police, maybe. Hmm. And the the law enforcement officials who asked us not, it's kind of like the suicides. We don't generally we don't report suicides unless it's a it's a murder suicide. Right. But as media, we as a courtesy, because the people have told us who, you know, who deal in suicides. There's a contagion. Oh, it's okay. a contagion. You mm-hmm. say it. Three more people will do it. You're going to mm-hmm. give them the idea. So we don't do it. So going into the gangs, but, I think it was a courtesy. It wasn't on our just you- on our part. So I was in California over the weekend, mm-hmm. Napa and Sonoma. It's as lily white as you can Lots get. Lots of gang action there. Not yeah, all the gang right. Uh, There's a gang of wine drinkers. But people know that I moved to Chicago. I mean, it's you know, people know that I, I moved from Arizona. Um, ha- I would say half bring up the violence in Chicago to me. When, yeah. when it was just just in our hey, so how's Chicago dodging any bullets? You know, I mean, like about half the people will make a reference to some sort of violence. And I, by the way, I tell them I don't feel unsafe. Right. And I see your point now that we have we created this. Have we created this it? public, you know, perception. Affair, perception nightmare? But because I, it's happening everywhere. It's not just here. No. Yeah. And but we're for not some the most reason, you're city. right. We, we're not, the, we're not the, right. the, the murder capital. We're, no. I mean, Chicago isn't. It's just, it's not. I'm just, I mean, I'm being honest. Places that it's never happened before, it's happening now. They're dealing yeah. with the same thing. We're, we've just been dealing with it forever. We're, we're used to it. But for some reason, the spotlight, when we start to talk about violence, goes to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And because we, I don't know that other cities do this. Guess so many people were shot this weekend. I don't know that New York stations do that every Monday mm. morning like we do. We do it. Yeah, we kind of run the Nick tally Nick just down. upped it. You know, he felt the need to up it because we want to be... Factual. Darren in Princeton, what's your point? Hi. Yeah, I was just uh, wanted to say that I think a lot of people that I live about 100 miles west uh, of Chicago, mm-hmm. and I work up in the suburbs a lot, but I think you, the people that live up there, they're kind of used to it. You it's, know, they, It's just uh, baked in the cake now. Yeah, yeah, because like, I hunt a lot, and I have mm-hmm. friends that live in southern states, and you know, they, they deal with rattlesnakes and cotton mouths, and they're used to it, and it's no big deal to them. You wouldn't catch me down there. <laughs> you know, I just think if you're around okay. it so long that you get used to you it. You get used to it. That's interesting, wow. Darren. Thank you for calling. That, yeah. that is true. I was going to say, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, uh, uh, Edwards Holler. Uh, down in Tennessee, there were four cottonmouth bitings over the weekend. Yeah, uh, two we gator had, attacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that's just normal. They run, yeah. their, they run down what happened down at the creek. Like, you I know? would never live near a swamp. Like, Louisiana scares the heck out of me. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like so, outside, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it depends it's all where relative, you live. right? All yeah. relative. And a good morning. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese on your Monday. Um, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when boxing was a big deal. Yeah. When title fights and bouts were global events, must-see TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it all started going to hell. About after Mike Tyson, maybe. That's kind of when, for yeah. me, 
Didn't he bite someone's ear? He may. He may have. (laughs) Allegedly. Might have came back for a minute with Pacquiao. But you understand. Yeah. Like, boxing went from the gladiator sport. Two men enters, one man leaves. Professional boxers. Bad dudes. Yeah. To something that resembles a little bit of boxing, a little bit of the world wrestling, you know, federation, if you will, and a circus. Like, I stopped taking it seriously a while ago, which is why I wouldn't, not only would I not spend money <laughs> to watch Floyd, Mather, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul fight, I'm using finger quotes on yeah. the radio. I wonder anybody who did spend money is disappointed in in what they saw. This is just a it's a it's a scam. Mm. It's just a scam. It's not like like you can actually see it happening unfolding. Well, but the the the, the two of them, I mean, it was a pillow fight. Yeah. Well, and the undercards were like an old. There's an old football player versus another. You know what I mean? It it's was just it's all, making a mockery yeah. of boxing. Does that it does seems, that make sense? Yeah. What I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Muhammad Ali would have never participated in something this idiotic. Yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. You, you know, I'm like, think of those boxers, and I and and you see this. It doesn't seem to have the same like glamour. I hate to say no. that word, but and like you said, it's scammy. It's just it's it icky feels now. like a scam. It's icky. Yeah, it, I, it all feels like a big scam. I don't know how they make hundreds of millions of dollars off this scamming people into watching a YouTuber yeah. fight the former champion of the world. This is just ridiculous. I, I just, I just, I wonder. But you know what I mean. I, I think boxing was. Listen, it's always been a blood sport. I get that. There's always was a little bit of, con- but there was an honor to it. I yeah. thought. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were they were professional athletes, and now, it's, it's a circus. It's ridiculous. It's the bearded lady fighting against whoever. You know, I'm like, whatever. Oh, I might watch that. Okay, well, she packs a punch. Right. Careful with the bearded lady. (laughs) It was an interesting weekend in sports for a variety of things. Did you? Did you see? uh, You get. I'm soccer fan. Okay, because I'm a soccer fan, I don't watch the U.S. men's national team. (laughs) (laughs) But I did see the highlights of it. So the U.S. men's. Wait, why don't you? Are they bad? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. They didn't qualify for the Olympics again. Didn't qualify for World Cup. Excuse me. Didn't qualify for World Cup. Here we Whoa. go. Biggest See, one on the planet. I don't understand this. I love Biggest soccer. Biggest one on the planet. But the the they were playing Mexico. There is a rivalry. You can imagine between the United States and Mexico in in, in international. Is sport. Mexico good? Mm. Who's the best team in soccer right now? Yeah, like who are the b- good teams? <sighs> Brazil, Germany, Belgium. Okay. France, Spain, right. England. So two mediocre teams are playing. Two mediocre teams are playing. Uh, it is a, a tournament we have in North and It's a North American tournament. Congratulations, you beat Ecuador. Um, but it got ugly. To the point that the fans, apparently the Mexican fans, of which there were lots of them, were chanting, what, homophobic 
phrases and slurs. I'm not going to do you know, yeah. in Spanish doing it, where they had to stop the game for a while. And this was in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> this wasn't really? in Mexico City. Yes. So we've you talked told about, me about this. Yeah, where it happened. We've talked about overseas yeah. where there have been uh, horrible incidents of of racism or homophobia or whatever it might be. It, it is. If you think that, let me go. Like this. it would never be allowed in, in any other States, sport. Well, or right? in the U.S., we go. Well, we don't do that here. That doesn't happen here. Let me give you a horrible example. This happened this year, where a black player on a soccer team had bananas thrown at the field. Okay, that is just and monkey shocking. chance every time he touched the ball. Can you imagine that happening in the United States if Le- when LeBron James touches the ball? No, wow, we can't. Yeah, no. That's beyond our. Th- we're like that's ridiculous. I can't even imagine it happening anywhere. It's it's it happens. Shocking. It happens. It's shocking. It happens. Why and is it horrible. allowed? It isn't allowed. So they do. Okay. They find teams. They stop games. They teams have to forfeit and things like that. I'm just surprised it happened here. Denver. On, on in Denver, yeah, for goodness sakes, where you had homo, homo, homophobic slur being sung slash chanted by the uh, by the fans towards apparently a player. I, I didn't know the player's gay, or I don't know if they are. I don't, don't know. Don't care. Don't One way or the other. The but team, yeah. you know, a pretty pretty crazy thing when you think about that. So eh, okay, but they did end up beating him, right? You guys uh-huh. did beat Mexico uh, in in a penalty. Take trial. that! And ended extra time. Yeah. So there, yeah. Take that! Yeah, well, <laughs> that's I mean, the extent of what we uh, Americans uh, say. Uh, huh? yeah, a player Take was that. hit with a water bottle. American player, they threw yeah, a water bottle that, yeah. from the stands and hit him in it's the just head. Appalling! And stuff. Yeah, the, the behavior. I feel like of fans I say I love soccer, but I haven't watched since the men's team did win. Like I don't know what. Maybe six, seven, eight. Men's team has never won. Okay, they got any... close. They. I remember mm. we were watching every game. Mm. Uh, well, because you don't, because you're not a, <laughs> understand soccer, I, I I'll tell you off air. Are you about to throw a racial slur at me? They, Come on, they, dude. They, they, they were good. Like, okay, we're grading. On, we're really they grading were. on a <laughs> curve now. Fabulous. Yeah, they were in the top twenty. Okay, now that I think about it, maybe we weren't. Maybe we weren't cheering on the American team. Maybe it was a different team we yeah. liked. Certainly felt like it this weekend, Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. It was flat out hot. Having okay? a problem breathing? Are you? Not yet. Should I be? You might. Por qué? Why? We have these um, air pollution action days. Oh, for the love have of God. you ever heard of those? We have this now? <laughs> <laughs> You're in the big city now, Bruce. Yeah. If I wear a mask, will it help? It probably would help. Oh, my God. But what would help more is if you, like, don't use gas powered, you know, your car, your lawnmower, things like that until after sundown. If you. Because it's always nice to, to cut the lawn after sundown. Is living by the water help me? Because it feels like there's always. A breeze? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Does that help? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Mentally, maybe. Mentally, yeah. it helps. Yeah, so we had... No, um, it's uh, it's what happens is you have the lake there, but then when you step off the lake, see all these buildings? Yes, I do. Yeah, and all the people and the congestion and the... Okay. The good thing is, there's right, we're not back to normal yet with the amount of traffic. It's it's definitely yeah, gone, gone up. Close, yeah. You think this is close? Yeah, we're getting just close. Wait. <laughs> just wait. We're getting... Listen, the part about COVID that I miss... Is no traffic. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. is the part that I, mean, I definitely I, I keep coming back from Wisconsin yesterday, I was on the tollway, and we were braking. I literally, 
like saw brake lights and I was, you know, doing 80. I'm like, what is this? Brake lights? Why? There was so much traffic. Mm-hmm. But really, it was just a normal Sunday. I was coming afternoon. back from O'Hare yesterday. Yeah. On the, I was sitting in the Sunday afternoon traffic. You know, it's what you do. <sighs> yeah. Right? We yep. didn't enjoy it while we had it. Jeez. So we had an air yeah. pollution day yesterday. <sighs> We are back to hashtag old normal. Yeah, there you go. We've got smog. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's where it's coming down to. I mean, we still have an air pollution day, even though we're not really back up and running. I mean, think of a lot of the the buildings that are still empty and even, you know, I, there sure. are probably some businesses, factories that aren't really 100% or whatnot. Right, and we still have an action, uh, air pollution action day. So if you uh, uh, had any... Respiratory issues over the weekend, it's not COVID, it's pollution. Okay, so I don't know if that comes as good news to you. <laughs> you know, we're grading on a curve, I suppose, right? But then you take that. We already have the cicada apocalypse in parts of the country, including some parts of Indiana. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe it. I see. I don't know how I would deal with this. I mean this honestly. Like I saw a, a picture of this guy's lawn. And it's just crawling, covered in bugs. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm i not afraid of, I'm not like, oh, I get no. the, I'm just like, I don't know how I would deal it's with just, my lawn gross. covered in cicadas. Yeah. It's coming too. I mean, we're due for that 17 year one soon. You'll yeah, they're popping here. out yeah. of the ground. Yeah. But they're not the it's only. The, but it's the sound that you won't yeah, be able that, to get. That, 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 you will that not be able to get, just, it's mm-hmm. deafening. You can't talk outside. Wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Flamethrowers. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't Put think we use them enough. Spot, then Nick is laughing because he has enough. some in the shed. God, I hope he does. <laughs> oh, you know. Sincerely Nick. hope he does. I mean, not just a can of uh, WD-40 with a lighter either. <laughs> no. I'm talking a real flamethrower. Okay. So we already have the skate apocalypse. But now we're getting into summer. And now i got to worry about all these. But Okay. I haven't. What are ticks? I don't know. I've never. I don't think I've lived somewhere where I can get ticks. Yeah, you have. You just have I? Know about it. Well, I don't. Then I've never they're had insidious. a tick. Yeah, they're well. Actually, maybe not. It's more wooded. Yeah, wooded areas. Yeah, I haven't lived in wooded okay. areas in a you while. You have a lot of trees. And... No. Oh, all right. Well, then maybe not. In Arizona, we have cactus. Yeah, you have like Scorpios, right? Scorpions. 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 Scor- no, Scorpios. I'm sorry. We do. I'm, we do have Scorpios. Yeah. Sagittarius. Uh, Scorpios <laughs> are a little. You know, you want to be Isn't careful. Isn't that the, is that just means one? You have a Scorpio. No. Um, yeah, you have scorpions, right? Yes. And um, rattlesnakes. Yeah, but we are, are getting sure. into mosquito city, uh, mosquito season. And did you know Chicago? Congratulations, top five mosquito city in the country. Nice. Unbelievable. Top yeah. five mosquito. Well, city. I'm hoping How do you know, fight against mosquitoes? Well, you repellent. You spray a lot of that. Get off rid of all your standing stuff? water. I do it. I, I every day. I walk around looking if I have any standing. You water. look for standing water. Yes, because that breeds mosquitoes like crazy. Okay, and we do. You know, we have our share of the um the deadly. What's the mosquito thing um we have here? West Nile. West thing Nile here, virus that everyone has, but we have sometimes many many cases and a lot of deaths. So you you have to be very careful. So you got ticks with Lyme disease. I get Lyme disease. You got well, I don't even know what Lyme disease is. West, West Nile. I don't know what it is. 
I don't Lyme know what Lyme disease, disease is either. Lyme but. disease is very serious. I, no, I'm not arguing. I yes. just don't know what it is. It's, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor, but yeah. it affects your ability, your nervous system. Ooh. So how mm. you move, how you think. I'm I mean, a little nervous. Oh, no, it's it can be very, very severe. <laughs> yeah, It's a light, and it wow. could be a serious? lifelong long illness. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So uh, when it comes to tick, they say, do a tick check. Yeah, check oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To. What the hell's a Start. start what are you with talking your, about? Start with your head. Mm-hmm. They like. They That's like hair. Who's so they? The ticks. The ticks. The, the ticks. So ticks like fall tick. off a tree, land in your head, yep. and do ticks for some fly? strange reason? No, they just fall. And if you don't feel it, for some strange reason, you just uh-huh. don't feel it. Like uh-huh. they're little. They're like they're little like, tiny, tiny. But then they start things. burrowing into your skin, Stop and then they lying. start sucking your blood, and they took. Okay, they end up like a piece of bubble gum. Shut head. the front door. Yeah. Then you, then you then realize you're they're up, on yeah. Why did I move here? This is a thing. So you got it. And, and if you have <laughs> animals, sucking, yeah. Now uh, that oh, is yeah, interesting dog, because yeah. my dog takes a very expensive pill once every three months. Oh, really? To stop ticks, fleas, and all. And I'm There's thinking, an anti tick pill. Yeah. Why can't we take? Why a, am I not taking exactly. the anti tick pill? I'm going to go to the vet and ask if I can yeah. get some. Get Judy dose. Yeah. So because obviously if they're falling on us, they there's something about us they like. Right. For some reason, tick season could be worse this year, but I'm not. I don't have to worry about them down here. Not as much. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, We're if you're walking suburbs, through a yeah. forest, if you're camping, that sort of thing. Oh well, that's why I never got. Yeah. Things. I used to live right on the back of a forest right. preserve and right out there. The, really? Right. Yeah. If you're playing in the backyard, kids come in. You got to check them. Right. But I know I you, tick check. Yep. I know someone who ha- who has Lyme disease, and he he got it, and he kept telling. And a lot of times they misdiagnose it. Because not a lot of people get Lyme disease, but in his case, he was camping, and he kept saying, "I was camping, I was camping. Maybe I caught something." And sure enough, he caught a tick. I saw the price of gas in California over the weekend. Four twenty. Wow, a gallon. I was like, "Is that a tankful?" No, that's a gallon. I was like, "We need to, we need to use less gas." Oh my Lanta! It was fi- a fifty cent a gallon, uh, uh, yeah, a gallon difference from mm-hmm. Wisconsin. To- Literally, I crossed the border into Illinois. Right. Fifty cents more. We focus on gas, and I think the reason why everybody knows the price of gas is it's the only commodity I can think of where they got signs on every street corner which tell you how much it is, or else I wouldn't know. It's like we talked about before. I don't know how much a gallon of milk is, but if there was a sign on every street corner that said milk this, I would eventually figure it out. Well, that's more than milk used but to I be. But I do know how much it is. Okay. The price of everything seems to be going up. I can affirm that because every time everything. I go to the grocery everything, like 50 cents more, like a lot more. Sometimes you have little increases. These are huge Weird increases. Things. And for a variety of reasons. You I, ready for this? I, I met a guy yeah. who bought a truck a year and a half ago. He sold the truck back to the dealer after 20-something thousand miles for almost the exact same price he bought it. Crazy. Wow. I was going to say, I paid $4.29 for a box of Star Spangled Ding Dongs. Where are they now? What? I have one in the bag. I'll give you yeah. one. Okay, thank you. That's all I care about. I, I, I was like, what? What yeah. are they usually? They're like three so bucks. Is what, yeah. is what we're feeling inflation? Joining us right now, he's a CPA and an all-around money guru, Bill Dendy. Bill, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Bruce. And you are so right. We're all seeing it. It's waking us up, and you know, inflation that we have not forgotten about. 
We hadn't seen inflation in years and years. Well, I think we throw the term around, and and Bill, I just want to start start a little simpler. I think people throw the term inflation around, but I don't know if everybody can agree on what its meaning is. Well, you know, y'all described it real well. It's the cost of things being more expensive year over year. Mm -hmm. And it especially hurts us when the cost of things that we're purchasing are going up faster than our salaries are going up. And that's what a lot of people are seeing right now. And it's, uh, we may have gotten a little raise along the way. And some people, well, heck, they felt pretty good through COVID because they didn't lose their jobs and they got some stimulus dollars. But then we all go out and buy at the same time and prices start moving up. And you're right. There are a variety of reasons prices are moving up, but they're definitely moving up. Is one of those reasons, too, that there there's just not a lot of items out there, stuff? I mean, we, we haven't been making anything, right? The supply. Supply, side. yeah. That's right. And some things, Judy, like uh, yesterday, my son, he's 19 years old, he's in college, and we were looking to build a computer. It was like a, like a good task. Oh, my goodness. Have you all looked at graphic cards? Uh, <laughs> they went from $700 to $2,000. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Whoa. The jumps are so high. I mean, we're not talking little increments that we're used to with inflation. These are huge increases. And so some things, we're not talking about 5% versus we were used to seeing 2% increases. We're talking about 50% increases. And in some things, we're just seeing shortages where you can't get them even if you had the money to at pay for At any price. At any price. We're talking to Bill Dendy. He's a CPA and a, and a money guy on inflation. What is the concern then? I, I mean, I think I can understand it on a macro level. But for the average person, why should they worry about inflation moving forward? What does it do to our country, our economy? Well, you said it already, Bruce. We get fewer goodies. We Mm. don't want to have fewer goodies. We don't want to have to curtail our spending on gasoline. But see, what it does to the economy is if all of a sudden we all start clamping down on what we're buying, if we slow down uh, our spending, that that hurts the economy. This is a consumer-driven economy, and if the consumer doesn't have the funds to spend, uh, it hurts the economy. In addition, inflation usually means that uh, interest rates start moving up, and variable interest rates uh, on debt like uh, credit cards means that we can buy fewer things. Variable interest rates on housing means that uh, suddenly our mortgage payments start going up again. Uh, And it means that we may not be able to afford as much house in the next purchase, which then leads prices to uh, perhaps drop. It can lead to a slowdown in the economy. It leads to erosion of purchasing power. Uh, it leads to next generation not being as well off as the generation before it. Okay, well, Bill, then how can we this stop scary. this inflation? Saying, like, how do we stop this? <laughs> well, a lot of economists are saying, don't worry. Oh. They say, Bill, Judy, Bruce, famous last words. This is one of those things that is transitory. And so we're seeing a whole lot of the uh, financial journals talking about this is a transitory problem, uh, transient inflation, that this is just the result of all of us getting freed from this COVID at the same time. We all have these pent up desires. Well, heck, I know in my own household, we haven't my American Express bill was not nearly as much as it had been in the past. We hadn't been going out for dinners. We didn't do the big trips last year, and we were ready to go. And we just had this effect of the whole nation ready to go and get back to normal. And we're all suddenly wanting to buy things at the same time. Mm. And that jump, that sudden purchasing, that can lead to shortages. You remember what 
happened to uh, toilet paper when we first oh, began this sure. thing, you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Now they can't get porta potties because everybody's trying to get together for the summer festivals. So <laughs> maybe it's just a thing that you can't get it now, and all these prices are going to go up, and then the economy will automatically adjust, competitive pressures will come about, and the prices will come back down. If that's the case, this is just another, I guess, symptom of the coronavirus. Wow. However, well, I mean, and to your point, Bill, we could, we could be feeling the effects of this well after, quote unquote, coronavirus is in the is in the rearview mirror. We'll still be feeling kind of the economic ripple effect. That's correct. And we haven't had a situation like this where production got shut down in various areas, where demand went up dramatically in some things and not others. And so this may be that impact. The other side of that coin is if this is not transient, if this is not something that uh, goes away after a few months, well, then we might be repeating the 1980s. Uh-oh. And I don't know how many of our listeners can remember the 1980s when we had inflation. And remember the gas lines and remember meat shortages and other things. Uh, it's looking like we're opening up the same playbook all over again. Wow. Uh, Bill, thank you for the time. Thank you for your explanation. Let's wish each other all luck. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to post-COVID. Bill Dendy, CPA and money guy on inflation and the concern. I, I just heard people mentioning it a lot. And and I was like, I don't know if I 100% understand. It. I get a better sense of it now. Yeah. But you see where moving forward, how does that impact you? And the reality is it impacts all of us. Maybe differently, but it impacts all of us. Your dollar just doesn't go as far. Right. The only thing I want back from the 80s is parachute pants. Oh, never. Not enough money in the world. Nothing stopping you from wearing hammer pants right now. Monday. We're going to jump right into the 7 o'clock hour, taking a look at the big stories that people are talking about. And Judy starts us off. There is a new royal. Prince Harry and Meghan announce Lilibet. That's the Queen's nickname. It is. Mm -hmm. Ah. She is the first in line to succession royal to be born outside of England. Oh. Lilibet. Lily, they're going to call her. I didn't know that either. Wild, wacky stuff. Uh, (laughs) Another violent weekend in Chicago. The numbers, does it even matter anymore? Suffice to say, a lot of people were shot. Sadly, a lot of people died. Mm. Patrick Wisdom dropped some knowledge on the Giants yesterday as his two home runs avoided the sweep for the Cubs, and he Mm. became the third player in uh, Major League history to hit seven home runs in his first eight games. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. Really? And pretty soon we're going to have what? Full, full capacity. Full capacity at Wrigley. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of places where we are. We just talked to an economist about the fact that things are getting more expensive for a variety of reasons. I mean, if you're going to be fair, it's a variety of reasons. But one of the reasons why things are more expensive is that, like a track meet, you see that like at the Olympics, everybody's in their little three-point stance, they got their foot in the blocks, the guy's got the gun in the air. Okay, I want you to picture that. Yeah. Pop! Everybody has taken off running and is out trying to do stuff at the same time. We've mentioned this before. Uh, I flew this weekend. Not one empty seat on the plane. Mm. Not one. Not one. Um, Hotels. Packed. Good luck. Right? Yeah. Amusement parks. Rental Rental cars. Do you you literally want to know what I paid for a rental car? Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. 
San Francisco to Napa. How long is that? You had you had to drive. I. It's an hour yeah. trot. Okay. Uh, yeah, you couldn't take an Uber. No, no, you couldn't probably get one anyway. But go ahead. If I could, yeah. good point. <laughs> I landed Friday night. I picked up my rental car at six p.m. I dropped it off Sunday morning at seven a.m. Day and a half rental, right? Two twenty. Close. It was one ninety and change. Wow. And by the way, the smallest car I've ever driven in my life. My <laughs> knees touched the dashboard. I didn't even know what it was. I've gotten one of those smallest cars. Car. It must have looked like a clown show. Yeah. I was like, is it, like, I was like, this is about the size of one of those smart cars. What it's did like, I get? Look at that guy unfolding out of that car. I honestly thought, if I were to go buy this car, I bet you my monthly payment is less than one hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah. What the hell am I paying a buck eighty for a day and a half? Okay, so I'm trying to think. God, the no. last time I rented a car, I think it was something like. Eighteen dollars a day, Screw. right? There's that over eighteen dollars. I day. mean, oh, okay, that's gone. You can't forever. even get an estimate uh, on a rental car for eighteen dollars oh. <laughs> anymore. But people are likening this to the end of prohibition. I wasn't around. I'm gonna have to take their word for it. Yeah, that prohibition had people in a sense of, of lockdown, even from a social aspect. You know, you couldn't get a drink at a bar, if you will. And then, uh, like the sun came out. And the beer was flowing like wine. And people went buck wild. And it feels like, and you've got some folks out there saying, this is kind of what it feels like. And and what you're what you're getting is, count me as one of them. Normally, if you told me a rental car was $180, I'd tell you where you could go stick that rental car. But you know what? I gotta go. I'm going. You rented it. I rented it. Yeah, I rented it. The you can't next, walk. The, the next guy's going to pay yeah. a buck, a two ten for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. hey, get out of the way if you don't want to pay it. I was looking at hotels. I was trying to do a weekend getaway. I need. I want to go up to Wisconsin. You guys go to Wisconsin. Yeah. All the time. it sounds lovely. It is lovely. Where were you going to go? I don't know exactly. Part of the problem is, good luck finding rooms. Right. Like they, you know how that little calendar pops up. You know, when you go to, oh, I'd yeah. like to book a room. And you're not trying available, to click on it? Yeah, not available, nothing not available. I go, great. Yeah. Apparently, I can go for a Tuesday in October. Why <laughs> you not? know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, that doesn't really fit into I'm my schedule. Camping grounds, everything. Anywhere you want to get away, it is book solid. People are getting out and about. I was in Wisconsin this weekend. Okay. It was, it was, now I was at a resort. I will say it wasn't packed. But I think because they are still doing some mitigations. They're not. Really? Yeah. And it's Wisconsin, which I know is fully open. But even so, here's what I think it is. Because let me complain about this for a minute. Um, The lack of workers is so apparent. So is is that going to be the thing that that slows things It has to be. Because this resort, and I, and like you said, I checked the... um, the rates at this resort in July and yeah, July I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I couldn't do it. It was so outrageous. I go here every year. So I know what I usually pay. Right. And I'll pay a little bit more. It's three times as much. But anyway, but being there, it wasn't packed. There were enough people everywhere I went. If I wanted coffee, one person working. The bar. I mean, the line was ridiculous. One person behind the bar. At I, a resort. I, you know, I seen that. I didn't see, but, but now that you mention it, I think I'm starting to see evidence of a lack of workers, the double whammy of a lack of humans, warm humans, and more people. 
Right. Give you an example. Maybe you haven't rented a rental car in a while. Here's the new thing. You drive back to the airport. You're dropping off the airport, right? Mm -hmm. You drive in. Where do you go? Turn right here. You drop your rental car off, and it says, just leave the keys and walk away. There's nobody there. Wow. The last two times, and this is in the last month, that I dropped a rental car off, there isn't like some guy, you know, and they, they, they like, and they hand you a receipt. No. Well, they check your car, too. Yeah, make sure it's yeah. not dented. Make Leave sure the your gas- keys. Wow. Walk away. See, I, there was nobody to have a discussion with. That's I was like, crazy. I guess we just leave. Okay. And now I'm used to it. I get out of the car, pick my bag up, and walk. And I think because we're we're all like, woo, we're out, like you said, from Prohibition. Because don't forget, like Prohibition, we were meeting secretly. We shouldn't have probably been meeting with someone. We were. And that, now we're easy. just doing it out in the open. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's, we're. So is that going to lead to more, is the concern, I'm going to let you voice the concern, Judy, that people act inappropriate, that because of that, people letting their guard down too much because there is such a pent up demand to get out and do things. Hence the people freely telling me they're not vaccinated. Yep. I don't care. Everyone's just out there. They're being loose and loose and 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 goosey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, I think because we're so happy and we're out there, and it's like, woo, and it's the kind of the first weekend, well, first few weekends, that we're not, we're okay. Like, even me, I'm so much more patient waiting 20 minutes for my Starbucks How long is that going to last? Right. How now, long is that going to last? And it, it didn't last, and actually, I was a little snippy, because I'm like, come on, it's ridiculous. Where are the people? I mean, you have a Starbucks, one person at a resort on a weekend? So now I'm getting a little, yeah. But before I was like, I don't care because I'm out. And Let I me get speak to the manager. I am the manager. Yeah. I'm also the assistant manager. I'm also the barista and, I and I'm the janitor. I do it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lady, there's nobody above me. <laughs> and they're not very happy either. That's get used to well, that. Yeah. Because, because they're overworked. They're totally overworked. Yeah. Go to McDonald's. The lot, It's crazy. The drive through is always packed. Not that I go to McDonald's, but I'm sure that you guys chicken do. sandwich they have is yeah, just the chicken amazing until it runs out. Uh, Enjoy it while you can. You know, we there there's just so many examples of this though of this pent up demand, and you're just not alone. But but we've had this, so it just all ties together. We had a conversation about inflation earlier. Mm-hmm. If you want to pack up the even if you want to drive, leave leave planes out of it in rental cars. Fine. You want to go. Weekend getaway, summer vacay, you're going to pay through the nose. There's nowhere that's cheap. Some might be cheaper than others, but there's nothing like a deal going on. You're like, you're going to have to give me a better deal. They're like, could you please hang up now? There's, (laughs) We've got a backup of people that are willing to pay anything to get into here. We talked about going to a used car lot now. Usually you're like, all right, I'll give you this much for this. Now the guy's like, tell you what, I'll let you ride out of here. You're going to give me more. Than what's on the window. It's crazy. I'm actually, so I have a car and I'm thinking of selling it. Yeah, I have two cars. I was thinking too. Now bikes too. You got a bike? Mm. Ooh, there are no bikes. Mm. I'm thinking of selling yeah. it only because that car may never be worth more than it right? is right now. Like literally. Yeah. Like your house. Right. I got to think about that. Yeah. Mm. Didn't you just buy it? Yeah, if you can make a couple grand. Oh, you have two cars. Okay, I have, I have one here and I have I one in Arizona. I would say if you, but I'm not kidding. People are desperate for cars. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna okay. make a killing. I'll think about put it that. on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just park it on the street here and put a for sale sign. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good morning to you. It's uh, Bruce, Judy, and thanks for spending some time with us this morning. So, um, Northeastern Illinois University, NIU, mm-hmm. Judy is 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 doing something a little novel, something I certainly haven't heard a university doing in quite some time. Right, right. They're going to uh, do a one-time scholarship for incoming um, fall undergraduate students. So your first free year, they're going to pay. I mean, your first year, they're going to pay. It's going to be free. Wow. Yeah. Buy three, get one free. Wow. Exactly. So, yeah, you only pay for three years. You graduate in four. And they're also offering, um, you know, for uh, people who are already there, for students returning, they're offering some incentives. Which leads me to say, is it because students aren't going to be returning to college? Or are they just trying to give them a break because of COVID? Okay, so since I am um, a skeptic and a pessimist by nature, I don't think they're doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. <laughs> I don't think they're doing it because, you know what, we're, we're just sitting on so much cash. Right. We're doing so well. Let's give something free yeah. to people. It's like, you know, beware of, of the naked man who hands you his shirt. Like, what's really going on here, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm picking up from this that enrollment is down probably for a variety of reasons again and this is hardly to pick on northeastern illinois university and that is probably covid related could be covid related here's another related ready for this um you've seen it like i have all the help wanted signs businesses having to offer a, a premium Starting at thirteen an hour, starting at fifteen, starting at seven, starting at seventeen dollars an hour. You've got a seventeen, eighteen year old who might be picking up extra shifts over time, making that money, and they're saying, "So I'm going to stop doing this and pay to go to school." Why? Right. Like, what's in the like? We said, make like, money or what's go in, in debt. For me? Exactly. What's in it for me? I'm already making money. I'm already starting maybe down a path of something. Our college is going to have to get back to really competing to get students to come in the front door. And not to mention the students in college, maybe freshmen, sophomores who are like, "Wow, this is not what I expected." Right during a COVID year. How many people got a got a break? My in, my my niece last year was her. First year, I'm wearing her shirt today. James Madison University, mm-hmm. Southern Virginia, mm-hmm. JMU, go Dukes. Um, it wasn't like a normal first year of college. No, it was, they were got, they weren't even there half the time. She got quote unquote kicked out. Like they closed mm-hmm. the campus like twice during even, the first semester. Even if you stayed on campus. You stayed in your room because you didn't go room. to classes. Co- you common areas. You basically we were, were just party. doing online. I mean, let's face it. What yeah. do you go to college for mostly? Okay, you wanted college degree, but you know, it's the socialization. Right. No football games, no basketball games, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Well, were they giving breaks for that? Going, hey, this isn't the college that I signed up for. Well, I'm saying it's not even that. It's that they, the experience wasn't what they thought. No, not at all. So now it's a lot easier not to go back. Now you might have a job and you're like, well, you know what? That first year wasn't that great. I don't even really want to go back to college. But if you add this to it, are you ready for a fourth stimulus check? As predicted, by the way. Just want to say, as predicted, <laughs> that crazy. there is never going to be a lack of people with their handout. There is never for free money, quote yep. unquote. There, we will never run out of them, and there will always be politicians that will pander to those people. 
I saw Bernie Sanders saying it the other day. Remember, no Republican voted for your $1,400 check. I, he said it over the, on one of these weekend shows. Yeah. You okay, know what? I vote was, for me. I, was, I will give you free money. I mean, that's literally what it is. I was a beneficiary of the checks. It was great. But I, I don't want any more money. I don't want anyone else You're to get any one. more money. But that's the thing, because I understand that, like me, a lot of people don't need the money. Of course, I can always use the money. I don't need it. But this is the problem with and, inflation, too. We, we had a discussion about inflation. If everybody just has an extra $1,400, you can do the math. There are people that do it and say, the price of everything just went up to negate that $1,400 right. increase. Okay. You don't, you don't have, you may have more money. You can't buy more stuff. Right. Everything co- is more expensive. Therefore, your dollar is worth 83 cents now. You see, like, that's mm-hmm. how that mm-hmm. game works. Yeah. It's, just- and if they just keep handing out money, the price of everything keeps going up, and your the money you have in the bank today is worth less than it was was yesterday. That's the reality of and, it. And but they're talking about a big thrust of this is the um, the moratorium on on evictions expiring. Oh, for God's sake! And so a new study shows that six million renters owe close to twenty billion dollars in back rent. Yeah. <laughs> no check's going to help that. Mm-hmm. No. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you on your Monday. It's going to be a nice warm day today, but it's Chicago. There's a chance of rain. Just going to throw that out there. (laughs) We need rain, so there's no chance of rain. Yes. Who's we? We're in a drought. My lawn needs my lawn needs water. <laughs> I'm in a drought. I need water. I'll walk two blocks and grab a say, cup. I might drown from all the water. <laughs> Kidding me? We need water. You don't have a lawn. That's the thing. I do not have yeah. a lawn, and it costs and you're money. Lucky. Bruce. I'm lucky. Yeah. I, by the way, yeah. I don't have a lawn by design. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that that yeah. was part of the plan. Uh, believe me, my <laughs> next home, I will not have a lawn. Yeah. Um, we've talked a lot, and and, and you've seen the headlines about some of the mass shootings. Nick Gale was just talking about what a violent weekend it was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, any, especially around like when they, we have these big mass shootings, the conversation becomes about gun control, gun laws in some way, shape, or form. But something kind of interesting happened um, just the other day. I yeah. think it was Friday, didn't it? It, it, it? it came down. A judge in California reversed a 30 30- two-year ban on assault weapons in the state of California. Yes, that California. Joining us right now, Edwin Walker. He's a uh, gun law expert. Uh, we sincerely appreciate it. You're over at U.S. Law Shield. This is an interesting thing. Why did this, after 32 years, maybe you could help me understand, Edwin, how did this case come up and, and get reversed like this? Yeah, well, it is kind of interesting because California does have the nation's oldest assault weapons ban. Uh, It's been in place since 1989, in which uh, this this was a lawsuit brought in 2019 by uh, some uh, Second Amendment activist groups who basically said, look, California's had this assault weapons ban. There's not been a noticeable drop in crime that basically the infringement of people's rights, people's abilities to have these uh, these firearms is now outweighed by any kind of public safety argument that was initially put forward 
to justify the ban. And uh, they put it in front of a judge who, uh, he's been on the federal bench a very long time. He was nominated by George W. Bush, uh, put there on the, on the federal bench. And he had previously thrown out California's high-capacity magazine ban, uh, as well as put a halt to or stayed California's enforcement of their new law saying that you have to have a background check to purchase ammunition. Um, which is not a requirement of federal law, but California hmm. had instituted that requirement. And so, uh, you know, he finally, you know, this, this district judge finally stood up and said what many of us have always said is that the, the regulation of this particular type of firearm is is basically nonsensical. You know, it really doesn't... Just it picking doesn't and choosing. ...impact on crime. Yeah. But I, I always like to ask, why does anyone need an AR? <laughs> she asks it a lot. The AR is America's most popular rifle. So, and it's not just ARs. It's any, it's any firearm, including uh, rifles or pistols, that need a particular description. And this is where really the kind of silliness lies in that uh, if you have a, basically what it says is any semi-automatic firearm, that is a firearm that just simply uh, reloads itself after the shot is fired, instead of depending upon a revolving cylinder like a revolver does, it simply has a spring-loaded magazine which shoves another round in place. Uh, It's not automatic. It does not fire multiple rounds with one pull of the trigger. It's still just like any other firearm, one pull of the trigger, one shot is fired, uh, but a semi-automatic firearm that is magazine-fed, which they all are magazine-fed, uh, then can potentially, any of them can potentially be in a, a quote-unquote assault weapon if they have one feature that the legislature says, aha, this feature makes the gun extra scary. And with rifles, the most popular features would be a pistol grip or a collapsing stock or a threaded barrel. Uh, with handguns, it's usually either a magazine well outside of the pistol grip or a threaded barrel. And due to those particular design features, just having one, that's what makes it an assault weapon. It doesn't mean that the gun is more deadly, more accurate, shoots a more powerful bullet, creates more damage whenever it strikes a person. It's just really an arbitrary standard in which uh, one thing this decision did do is it called out the uh, the term assault weapon because it's a term that basically the legislature has invented the anti gun folks promote uh, but an assault weapon in its historic sense is really a fully automatic firearm and those have been highly regulated in the United yeah. States since 1934. Like you would think in the military, you've seen in the in the movie, and I think people have a difficulty separating those two. Again, we're talking to Edwin Walker. He's a gun law expert over at U.S. Law Shield, uh, specifically because a a judge in Cal- a federal judge overturned California's ban on assault weapons uh, that had stood since 1989. And 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 Judy asked the question, and I I I, I don't want to do Edwin's job for him, but I want I think that's an interesting point. A lot of the criticism or the concern are the aesthetics of the gun. Because if a, my AR-15 that I own (laughs) shoots the exact same bullet that a hunting rifle shoots, that you would see, like a, a different one, 
What is the yes. fundamental difference that what just because it looks kind of military or because it's shorter in this way or because the scope is different? Do you see what I'm saying? The argument I, would be, but I like want to make car, sure I understand. Like you can't have chrome rims on it because it's it's more likely to crash. I don't think that's the issue. But, so you're telling me you can't shoot that rifle quicker than an, another rifle? That AR doesn't shoot quicker because it's every pull of the trigger is right. a bullet. Okay, because that I see, and I think already that's more dangerous, right? And that's why my my, my Glock pistol, every pull of the trigger is a bullet. You don't have to do anything else. No, you no. just it's automatic that the bullet just keeps going into the. It, it, it I thought you know, like, another round. like I'm thinking of a shotgun or, or some other rifle where you have to like shotgun it or something. Yeah, okay. you, you do have to you know because my and my question and why I ask it all the time, Edwin, is because I know for a fact these these are the guns that uh, like a lot of mass shooters use right well these are well these are the these are the type of guns that that really most people use and so it's not in fact rate of fire and that this is one of the arguments that the anti-gun folks put forward with regard to magazine capacity bans and they do you know they do like to say oh a machine gun or a, a, an assault rifle in which they have sort of modified the term to military-style assault rifle. Uh, believe me, these are not weapons the military uses. It may look very similar, but no military on Earth uses the types of weapons that are right. regulated by the assault weapons ban. Uh, it does. It only shoots one bullet, and I will say that uh, this the judge's decision pointed out that uh, these these types of rifles are very very popular for home defense. And so they are self-defense weapons. Uh, and with regard to your hunting argument, they are used for hunting. But the thing about it is, what's, what's sort of ironic is that the caliber on these rifles, usually uh, a, a, a .223 or 5.6 round, is actually so small that many states uh, ban them for hunting any type of large game. Like, you could, it would be illegal to hunt a deer with this rifle because it simply is not powerful enough to kill the deer with one shot and only would severely wound it, which mm -hmm. of course would be very inhumane to the animal. And so it is used very popularly here in Texas, which is where I'm at, for feral hog hunting. But Texas has a, along with much of the South, has a tremendous problem with feral hogs. And these weapons are uh, used quite frequently for wow. hunting feral hogs as well as other types of predatory animals. I'll be but, there this weekend with my AR, Edwin. Okay, I, I, I've <laughs> seen those hogs, and I do want hogs. them killed. Okay, so yeah, you're in favor are, of that. Yeah, that, they are dangerous. <laughs> Edwin Walker, a gun law expert at U.S. Law Shield. I, I, I have a final question for you. Will this um, law, does it, or this overturning, this federal judge overturning the assault weapons ban, does this start a cascade? Does this set precedent? Does this mean other restrictive gun laws in other states are right for the picking well it it will uh, it does set a certain uh, path in motion um and which is kind of interesting y'all calling from chicago because actually the seventh circuit has twice upheld assault weapons ban there in the chicago area one from highland park and one from cook county and so the, even though the seventh circuit is different from the ninth circuit which is where california is uh, what will happen is is that this judge's ruling will then go to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals that will either uphold it or overturn it. I suspect they will overturn it because the Ninth Circuit still is pretty anti-gun. Mm -hmm. But what it will do is then hopefully push the, 
this particular case to the U.S. Supreme Court that will definitively answer wow. a question that we've been wanting to hear for a, a decade or more is, is this quote-unquote assault rifle a semi-automatic firearm? Uh, is it protected by, is, it, is, is the right to possess it a core Second Amendment right? Which if the Supreme Court says, yes, this is a core Second Amendment right, then yes, the the assault weapons ban in Cook County goes away. The assault weapons ban in Highland Park goes away, wow. as well as the assault weapons bans in several other states, including any idea that a federal assault weapons ban, which there are several bills pending in Congress right now, and which that was part of Joe Biden's platform was yep. to institute this assault weapons, that that would be unconstitutional. Edwin, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate your explanation of, of what is going on out there. He's Edwin Walker, gun law expert over at U.S. Law Shield. Um, were you ever hazed as a kid in high school? Every day by the nuns. <laughs> Okay, I didn't... It was I, actually grammar school, not high school. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. When I think about it, it was hazing. Really. I was afraid of high school because I always thought they hazed freshmen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, was, I was worried. I remember going from junior high to high school going, you know, like, it's going to be a tough thing. Can I tell you how I avoided hazing? You didn't play any sports? No. I, I um... My biology teacher was the coach of the football team. And he coached, excuse me, he taught biology like he coached football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very similar. (laughs) He was a big, loud-talking, gruff man. And I was his aide freshman year. There you go. So when the football team was looking for freshmen to pick on, they would go down the hallway and go, just get get Bruce out of the way. Mr. Williams aide, this is not going to end well. We're going to run laps to the end of time. So I got, I got away just from uh, association with the football. And you did that specifically. I I was dumb. I'm not stupid. I mean, but how sad when you think about it that you were, I mean, I'm probably genuinely concerned, right? Yes. Because some of these, I thought I would get a swirly. Do you know what a swirly is? Where they hold you by your ankles and they dip you in the uh, toilet and then they flush it and it mm-hmm. makes your hair swirl. I don't know if it ever worked. I don't know if it was a real thing. I was convinced they were doing it. It's a real thing. My children tried it. We have an example in Ohio of some, what do you want to call it, hazing? Definitely hazing. Again, involving adults. Hazing the children. So the head coach and six assistant coaches have been fired. Whoa! Since, yeah. So, uh, apparently, a football player missed a practice. Okay, missed When practice. he came back for yep. his punishment, they made him eat pizza. First of all, okay, I... Okay, wait a minute, tr- wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I read the whole story. I'm trying to figure that out. I miss practice every day. I miss it three times on Friday. Can right? I have more pizza? Exactly. So That's here's, a punishment. Here's the key. I think they did this on purpose because the student happened to be Jewish okay. and could not eat pork. Oh. They made him eat a pizza with pepperoni on it. And he kept telling them, I can't eat this, I can't eat pork. And they said, you better eat that pizza. That's your punishment. And so the... Wow. And he finally was able to apparently to take, or he decided to pick the pork peel off. peel the pepperoni the, off? The pepperoni off and ate it. But still, it touched the pizza. There are all these rules in the Jewish are faith they really? about, oh, I'm gonna they do not eat pork. I, I believe you. Yeah, so... I believe you. But yeah, I mean, what an example of, of, you know, the adults hazing the children. Kind of like what happened to me in grammar school. Hmm. I had to kneel... My punishment was kneeling on the floor. For well, because you were a Catholic. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, First off, what did you do wrong? Okay, nothing. I don't believe that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's kind of, it's okay. We had a party. Okay, so here, what I happened know, it's was kind of long. we had a party <laughs> uh-huh. in the basement, like with the you know sixth grade party at school. 
at school for whatever during lunch. We Got had it. where we had a party. We had cake and all this, you know, junk food. Wow. Well, one a girl in my class wasn't able to attend because she was already being punished for something else. So she okay. was in the. She, when you were punished, you had to go to the principal's office for the day. Got it. So I went to the bathroom and she was in the bathroom. Can't remember her name. I wish I could. Mm. Anyway, I was like, hey, 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 and then she was lamenting the fact that she couldn't go to the party. And I said, oh, wait here. I'm, I'm going to bring you some snacks. And I brought her some snacks. So you smuggled oh. snacks from the party to I the kid in detention. I brought them in. Okay, fast forward months. Mule. Months later. Months. She, yeah, some, the teacher said something like, and don't forget, if you're not good, you're going to end up like so-and-so. And she said, well, I got to, I got to eat the snacks anyway. And I was like, ah! Oh! Anyway, my punishment was kneeling on the floor for a week. I get to eat my lunch. What? Yes. <laughs> it lasted exactly one day till I had to tell my dad. I was going to say, I think you could sue them for yeah. that. I'm not 100% you, I'm sure. I'm sorry. Is that what you thought? Yeah. My dad went to the school. It ended, and that was the end of that. All right. We jump into the 8 o'clock hour, taking a look at the big three stories people are talking about. And it was another violent weekend in Chicago as the weather warms up, sadly. The bullets fly, cheese. Yeah, on the eve of Prince's birthday, the guy who played his father in Purple Rain, Clarence Williams III, passed away after a long bout with uh, colon cancer, sadly. And the Mod Squad. Can't forget that, sorry. Mm. Judy Pilak. A new heir to the British throne. Well, she's eighth in line, but still. <laughs> okay. You know how those royals can be? Poisons, knees, yeah, yeah, beheadings. <laughs> no, Prince Harry and Meghan uh, announced the birth of their daughter, Lilibet Diana. Got it. The Lebet named after the queen, Diana after the mom. Yeah, well, the I grandma. only learned that from the Crown that her nickname was Lilibet mm-hmm. by watching that. I don't know if I would have named one of my children Lilibet. Yeah, Lilibet. Yeah, I, that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be Lily, apparently, not Bet. Well, who's gonna give that kid a not crap? Bet. Anyway? We're gonna call yeah. the kid. What's up, Bet? Bet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, do you feel safe in Chicago? And maybe that's too broad a thing, because when you say Chicago. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of different parts of Chicago. And Austin feels different from the loop. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago's big. But in general, as a whole, do you feel safe in the city? The reason I bring it up is it's another Monday. And that means we wake up and we look at the... It's like reading the box score. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying not to... I mean, way, it's no. it's it's... Horrible, full stop, period, no, no equivocation. But every Monday morning, how many people were shot? How many were killed over the weekend? Yeah, so right? this weekend we're uh, at um, 54 shot, shot Good five dead. It's crazy. It's Those numbers are ridiculous. I always feel the need to point out, of the 54 people that were shot, some of them might have a very minor injury, Treated, released, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe they got a, a scar. Others' lives might be cha- can be changed forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to be confined to a wheelchair. Maybe they have a head injury. They'll never be the same again. I just pointed out Maybe that just because you, in a few days. Just because mean, you didn't yeah. die in a shooting right. doesn't mean you're okay. I don't want to be shot full stop, period, at any time. Yeah, anywhere. No Do you know what I'm saying? Stub a toe on out for two days. Oh, I mean, gosh. if you think about this, people who live in the suburbs, when there's a shooting, it is huge. It's news. a big deal. You might now, you, there'll be years before there's a shoot, one shooting. Right. One person who shot a gun. Mm-hmm. Chicago, in one weekend, at least 54 people. I'm trying to, uh, I've heard a lot of this. I think you have to look at it. Maybe it takes a fresh perspective. 
And and that's where maybe my frustration comes with people like the mayor or people like the our our our, our chief of police. Superintendent Brown. Superintendent Brown. I I don't hear a cohesive, coherent strategy to fundamental fundamentally change but see, this. You're new More to cops it. on street corners is not going to stop violent people from being violent. And you're new to it, so you're mm-hmm. thinking, why aren't we hearing about the strategy all the time? Because this has been going on for years. It's like, it's an ongoing strategy. They're, but, they're but, not but usually... They, in- they, they talk about it, but... It ha- okay, so have you, are you telling me, Judy, that people have just thrown their hands up and go, no, it is what it I'm is? No, I'm saying it's, it's a long-term, ongoing strategy that we might not always hear about. But well, I'd argue it's not working. Well, yeah. I mean, unless the argument is you could have had seventy people shot. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and well, okay. Where's all the outrage today? Where are all the stories about the aldermen and mm-hmm. the people who live here? Where you're right. Where is it's just it happens so often now. We talk about it and then we move in on. one ear out the other, right? Yep. And I don't know which is worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, just discounting this because all of the victims in this they they didn't all deserve it. They aren't all gang members. Mm-mm. There are innocent people who, merely by the neighborhood they were born in, who their parents were, yeah. are put in a line of fire. I can acknowledge that, and I can understand that, and I can have sympathy for that. How do you get to the root of this? Yeah. How do you solve this? Because it strikes me that inside those communities... And I'm not trying to put it just back on you, but, you know, we've talked to people like Pastor Brooks, who, yeah. who I, I, I think is passionate about this. Law enforcement comes after the fact and draws the white chalk outline. I don't know if law enforcement is the is going to be the solution at the root of this. It strikes me that those communities need to have that conversation internally and say, enough's enough. Right. And you We're would think they've already this. done it. It's not like right. this is the first time this is happening. You know, I will say and whether it's the church, whether it's community leaders, just say, right. listen, young men, let's be honest, young men, they are. This is the, not acceptable. And they are the majority of the victims. They are. Well, and so the shooters. Clear. Yes. But that does not mean that children don't get shot, that no. women don't get shot. Yeah, 13 year old girls right. shot but and killed. The majority a party this weekend. Three people shot and killed. 15 year old shot over yeah. the weekend. In the head. I, yeah, it's it's appalling. It is. Now, I will say I did see that uh, Superintendent Brown was announcing that they are going to start some a more community-based policing. They're going to try to go back to that. I mean, so they, it is a, it's, it's got to be an ongoing discussion. Are you kidding me? Every day, the superintendent has to be on a Monday waking up going, oh, no, because the mayor's got to be on him. I mean, who wants to hear that for their city? And as we said earlier, it's not just Chicago. It is going on everywhere. Well, I don't disagree. But it seems like Chicago is getting the rap. Yeah, the bad rap. Yeah, yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that no matter where you live around the country, the perception is Chicago is lawless. It's, it's like escape from New York. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> Listen, we've got, we've Get got me out of here. cars burning on street corners and armed gangs roving the streets. But see, yeah. I don't think that is the perception because, and this will piss off, this pisses off a lot of residents of the city. I'm ready. Especially those who live in those areas where there is a lot of violence. They're ready to be pissed where, off. I mean, the city takes great pains 
to protect this area that we are in right now. So is that why Streeterville, I, Michigan I, Avenue, I feel like so, I live in a bubble yes. because I don't feel uniquely unsafe, and nor have I at any time. Because you are more protected. As a Streeter villain. Although, two blocks away yeah, from it here, can happen anywhere, there was but, that shooting that happened. Yeah, a carjacking, but for yeah, the most part... Yeah. They don't want tourists right, right, right. to be affected because so I've always thought that that's the worst thing that will happen. That, that you guys have told me that Navy Pier is the number one tourist attraction in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Okay? So my thought process was, when it starts going down... Run to Navy Pier. I'm going to Navy Pier. It'll be the last thing they protect. All right, there'll, be, all, there'll be tanks lined up. You know what I'm I saying? I feel like you should buy it, maybe a little kayak or something that you can store. <laughs> yeah, and then there you just go. Head out just to paddle the, yourself yeah, out a little bit. Just paddle yourself across the lake. And then just watch. Yeah, and don't go right to Detroit or anything. Go no, try to go farther, farther, north. Go farther north or I'm just go down Detroit. the coastline to Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah, get the hell out of the city and you'll be okay. But I think the water is your best escape route. We talk about the numbers. I do feel, though, like it, if, like it feels like people just throwing their hands up and there's nothing we can do about it. Or it's those people. And my concern is, like you said, we had a, we had a car, carjacking right over here on LaSalle, for yeah. goodness sakes. Two blocks from the station, right? Mm-hmm. That it's not just contained to specific neighborhoods. It's not, it, it can come out and touch you. So what is the solution? You well, can't lock up a neighborhood. Right. And again, a texture has a good point here, oh, too. That? They always bring up Kim Fox, Cook County State's Attorney. But that, okay, well, and, they're getting and, out. They're, they're, and I don't they disagree. Don't. The repeat criminals, there is no excuse. It doesn't stop the guy the first time from shooting somebody or being involved in a shooting. Yeah. But you're right. There should be tougher penalties. And, there, and, there's, and using a gun in the commission of a crime should come with a lot harsher sentences. I, because I feel like in many areas, not just Chicago and not just the violence here, but just, you know, I read about a shooting a guy, a road rage in Glen Ellen. He just shot, some guy just pulled out a gun and was shooting at a car. Right. Now, and he was charged, but I thought the charges didn't seem that severe. Really? So, oh, yeah. It's, I feel like there's a lessening of everything. People are more, they're just, they don't care. You know, they're, they're going to do the shooting because they know they're, it's not going to be that bad, whatever happens. And if it's their first time, they might just get off. Can I, can I give you just a, a, a kind of this like 30,000 foot view, very esoteric kind of thing? I think what, what I feel is mm-hmm. there's a cheapening of human life. Yeah. And that it's a downhill slide and that it is very easy to take a life. Where maybe it didn't used to be as much, where where we just don't value human life, and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. As more people die, as you go to more funerals, as you hear these numbers more, it just keeps kind of ratcheting itself down. That's, That's where a- you need the community. Judy, how was Wisconsin? Wide open. Yeah. Wow. Vaccinated people and non-vaccinated people alike not wearing masks. I've not spent a lot of time in Wisconsin. Where were you in Wisconsin? I was in Lake Delavan, or as they say, Delavan Lake, at the um, Lake Lawn Lodge, which is a great place if you want to visit. Lake Delavan. I'm, I'm Right over the border, right across the border, okay. very close to Lake Geneva. Oh, yes, I can so see So I have here. a friend. She was at a wedding at Lake Lawn Lodge, and she decided to stay an extra night. Mm-hmm. And then she called me that morning. Hey. Want to come down? And I was like, "Heck yeah!" So it was beautiful. Just beautiful, you know. Does it? Does it, it feel okay? So and and I I I was in Northern California, Central California. I don't know if you call. Yeah, Northern Napa, Nor- Norfolk, yeah. Northern California, Napa, Sonoma. Um, 
California still feels like there's a pandemic. People are still wearing masks like outside on the sidewalk, which I was surprised to see. I haven't seen that in a while, even here in Chicago. But everywhere else I've been recently, it almost feels like, and even even here in the city, like we've moved on. Oh, yeah. Are we, does it feel like it's over? Does it feel like we've drawn a line and moved forward? Knowing that even this Friday, it's going to open up even more. Yeah. I don't get a sense, like on Friday... That anything fundamentally changes. Right. I it's think people are already there, yeah. don't you? And it feels like it's over to me because I am now noticing people who are wearing masks. It's That's weird it's to me. It's gone the other way Yes, now. it's gone the other now way. I'm like, like, why are you wearing, wearing a, a mask? mask? Exactly. Why are you what wearing a mask? What did I say when I walked in this morning? I walked in and I said, uh, I believe this is the only place now that I wear a mask. Interesting. To go to yeah. work. Yeah, I don't wear. I, I didn't. You know what happened in Wisconsin? I didn't even think about. I have masks everywhere, my car, my purse, but I didn't really have any. I maybe I had one. Didn't even matter. I didn't even think about packing a mask to go to Wisconsin. Right. Just I just drove. It, just got in my car and drove. It's starting to feel like it's over. Hmm. I, I, I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not lamenting. I, 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 this is a good thing. And you like you, Judy. I find myself. I'm used to not wearing it now. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now I, that didn't take long at all, did it? No. I yeah, mean, like, right? I was, it took I as was, long as it took to take my mask off. Right. Boom, done. And then you're like, why, why do I need to put this damn thing back on? From that standpoint. Now, I, unlike you, Uh-oh. I am still, I ask people, are you vaccinated? And if they're not, and they're not you're wearing a mask. people. <laughs> I just, or it comes up. You know, we just, whatever. We, we Like I said, we were at a... I we try were, not to sit around talking about it. Well, like, if people are wearing a mask, I definitely ask. If I know, I'm like, why are you wearing a mask? Are you not vaccinated? If they're not, I, I move away a little bit. I don't want to be around people who aren't vaccinated. I don't care if they've already had COVID. For my personal, They should worry about being around me, not the exactly, other way around, but, shouldn't they? But for me, there's still a chance oh, God. they could give me COVID. And I do not want COVID. I just don't want it. I don't want to deal with it. People have horrible side effects with COVID. They, they last forever. I'm done. I don't. So I'm not crazy. I, I, would like I don't to point say out, get I've out been, of my house. I've been hit by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. You are good to I'm go. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Out of yeah. the three of us here. Uh, how, and many, I would, yeah, yeah. how many of you have been hit by lightning? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I, would, I would like to point out that I got breast cancer at a very early age. Okay. For no reason at all. Right. You know what I mean? But isn't there a certain amount of, and you're talking about mask policy, and maybe that's where some people are. And you don't, it's not a political thing for me. I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. No, it's strictly a health thing for me. Strictly health. But I don't, I don't put it, after I got my vaccination, I'm as concerned about getting COVID as I am getting Ebola. Which, by the way, isn't much. Yeah. I'm just not. And again, I bring up that I've had breast cancer. I just there's and I'm not crazy concerned. I'm just obviously because you keep bit. forgetting to wear your mask right. in the building. I know, for God's I know. Sakes. but I'm just I just that's what comes to mind. I've had breast cancer. I'm already I already am diminished. I already have a, probably a little bit of a weaker immune system, and I got breast cancer. I could get COVID. I you know what I mean? It happens. I'm a person who knows it could happen. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of things that could happen, I suppose. Well, in your case, it yeah. did happen. I mean, who's... Got hit by lightning. I yeah. say, yeah. I, I, I believe it's I can, one... I could get hit by lightning. It's it one in happens. 17 million, by the way. Oh, get out. The number. It's actually more common than you might think. Well, we that's use... Common? That's the line we use, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's about as likely as getting hit by lightning. One in 17 million. <laughs>
But getting hit by lightning twice, it goes up oh a my lot. God. So oh, I yeah. think I've been delightened. Well, you think that, but there's, think a that. Yeah, there's, like there's a family. There's a family in the Chicago there's area. There's like a, a thunderstorm. I go out with a golf club, wave yeah. it around in the yeah. air. Wait, wait, wait. wait. There's a family around. Come on, Zeus. Give me your best. There's a family around the Chicago area where like seven members of this 15-member family have been hit by lightning more than once. That's shocking. I just read about it. <laughs> I'm going to send you the article. So okay. don't think it can't happen again, mister, because it can. <laughs> I, Especially listen. if you go out in a boat <laughs> when it's I thunderstorming. Which I do. I don't disagree, and, and and maybe this is this is the difference. It's all about assessing or judging risk, right? Yeah. On some level, on some everything we do has some risk. You guys driving in this morning, there you accepted a mm-hmm. certain measure of risk, more so than others. Tooling down Lakeshore, coming down, you know the Dan Ryan, whatever. There's a certain measure of risk. We hear. Every day about accidents or or things going wrong or shooting. You shooting. you walking to work took a Me, bigger oh, risk, yeah. bigger risk than it's we did. A risk, I, yeah. but I acknowledge that. No, no, no. I, mean, I was going to say my one block walk, At living in, in a high morning. rise building. Yeah. There's a risk that goes yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't assess the risk of being a vaccinated person. That COVID is a high enough risk that I need to start changing things in my life. I don't assess that as a high enough risk. I think if you are worried about getting COVID, this isn't you specifically, Judy, or cheese. If you are worried about getting COVID, even after you've been vaccinated, mm-hmm. but you drive with your seatbelt off, yeah, well, <laughs> 80 yeah. miles an hour with a, with a, a unfiltered camel digging, d- dangling from your lip and, and, and a, and a glass of scotch, you know, Maybe you're not the best at assessing risk. I'm just saying, maybe maybe you need to look at what's really going to catch up to you. Yeah. But just on the other hand, I do take precautions as much as I can, right? Yeah. I wear my seatbelt. I don't drink a scotch in my car because it tastes terrible. There is a Uh, Yeah. So there are things I do, and that's the same with COVID. I take enough of a little approach that I'm just going to back away. Mm, Anything? She's good on pizza. <sighs> Let's talk a little pizza today. Joining us right now is now I'm, I, you're going to make me me screw the name up. <laughs> Come on, Anthony Setacazi. Setacazi. Put it with your hand. There you go. I did like Setacazi. Not for nothing. Did it with right. your hand and it came out better. <laughs> All right, and and with a name like Setacazi, you must know pizza, right? Man, you know I like to think so. Absolutely. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about Chicago's. Coal Fire Pizza. Well, our Coal Fire Pizza, I believe, is the only Coal Fire Pizza, which well, is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, you know, people will argue it's between, like, a New Haven or a Neapolitan style. But you hear it all the time. Honestly, I think we're pretty original as far as our pizza, I think. Um, you know, we, I would, uh, we're not the deep dish style that people tend to think Chicago is known right. for. Very thin crust, very high heat. So uh, help me understand that a little bit, and 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 not being a pizza cooker, I don't know what the term is. Um, you guys, tell me, tell me about how a coal fired like the process itself. Yeah, what what is does it, that do to the pizza? <laughs> no, it's an actual uh, large oven. Um, you know, stones inside, just like your other wood fire pizzas that you would see on television okay, okay. with the arc front and whatnot. Uh, except we load it with coal. Uh, coal burns hotter and longer and uh, just makes for a good pie. You know, it adds a little bit of a 
uh, I, you know, I, you can taste a little bit of the difference if you, if you try them side by side. Sure. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm well, in. I, you, you had me at thin crust and crispy. That's oh, how I like my yeah, pizza. Oh my gosh. And you, so your pizzas are, are so like upscale to me. I mean, especially like I'm looking at the um, black and white, which looks delicious, Absolutely. by the way. Yeah, yeah no, they've no, got some, some interesting our, ingredients. Our um, you know, yeah, the coal fire, we, we, we source, you know, locally. Um, we work with some interesting ingredients. Um, quite honestly, before coal fire pizza, um, some of these ingredients I had never heard of. Um, you know, there's very, very cool stuff. Uh, we use Induja on our pizzas, and Induja, which is a spreadable salami. Uh, mix of Calabrian chilies and salt. Uh, that was a thing. Uh, spreadable salami. Didn't know that I'm was in. A thing. I'm in. Where have it's I been like my whole life? I know, right? No, it is. It's a thing. It's it's, it's getting very popular in America now. Okay. Um, but I do believe that um, coal fire pizza is the first to use it on a pizza here in Chicago, um, and it's a it's a big seller. It's really popular. Uh, the black and white pizza you spoke of. It's got black garlic on it. Mm. Um, goes through a very slow. Uh, it's very similar to the metabolic transformation that meat goes through when it browns. Whoa. It's a long, slow fermentation process. It gets very, uh, it's really, it's so garlicky and delicious. Oh, my God, dude. Gosh, okay. <laughs> wow. I, I think I made your mouth you water. You, 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 that is spreadable. You had me at pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> garlic and salami. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, and now you, I, you, you know, I, I, I've lived in uh, Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles, and I, I would definitely tell you that um, to me, this is the best pizza. Here, here, here we go. Is, yeah, this and, is the best one. Well, I've, and I've it's, it's a bit of a pizza. I've had all those other places, and okay. I'm not joking. I, this place is is uh, this is the spot here. Well, and there's a bit um, of a pizza culture here, isn't there, Anthony? I mean, you know, there there is a, a an appreciation <laughs> for it. Absolutely. There's a, you know, we got all sorts of, you know, we get people from all over the place coming around here and people from New York uh, traveling just to try try the pizzas, you know, to, to see something different and unique um, to compare. Obviously, there's always the competition aspect of it between uh, New York and Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, we LA win every time. Ellie yeah. can't touch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even close. And now they you guys also pizza. you source locally, right? Everything is locally. We do source locally. Oh, absolutely. We, you know, we work through uh um, you know, like this week, for instance, uh, we have these beautiful heirloom tomatoes in uh, from Nichols Farm, uh, and they're they're fantastic. Oh my God, they look beautiful. They they taste. They're so sweet and delicious. And we make a beautiful caprese salad with that. I know a salad, but you know, <laughs> it's still hmm. delicious. Yeah. Well, I I, like, um, I think that's interesting when you source local source locally because. On any given day, it is it might taste a little bit different, right? Because you've got a different ingredient. The menu changes. Yeah. Absolutely, and we like to we like to flip things up a lot and have fun with our pizzas. You know, like I say, you know, with different greens. You know, one day our arugula might taste different than last week. Um, you know, you just you never know, and and it, it's, it's it always keeps things interesting and keeps you know keeps people on their toes, keeps them coming back too. Without a doubt, he's Anthony Senecasi. He's the manager over there at uh, Coal Fire Pizza in Lakeview. Now, you guys have more than one location. We do. We have a location at 30, 1321 West Grand also. That's the original location, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been there for, almost, for about, I think, 12 years now. All right. And, uh, we, and then, uh, obviously, our Southport location, um, that's been there uh, close to seven now. So we're doing pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been going well, and uh, 
Well, you, you say know, it's been going well. So, that, Anthony, at, at, well, I was going to say, as the manager, I'm going to ask you the business side of this just because I'm always curious and I, and I want to hear about these success stories. How did you manage to survive the last year, year and a half? What did it look like for you guys, your restaurant, you know, specifically? Well, you know, my restaurant specifically, I have to, you know, really thank a lot of the local support. You know, we have a great neighborhood over there and, and, uh, you know, the, the people came out, you know, they, they came to us, they, a lot of takeout, a lot of delivery. Um, and, uh, pre pandemic, you know, we didn't do a lot of takeout and delivery, I, I, you know, and, uh, I, I think it really, it changed the business structure a little bit, uh, created some new revenue streams that kept us afloat and kept us alive. Um, we also put a big tent outside that helped mm. a little bit. And, and we also had some help from our, our chamber of commerce. We did some block, uh, we shot down the block a little bit, um, towards the end of the summer. Um, which is now continuing this summer. We actually just had it this weekend. We closed down the block and opened up the street to, to the neighbors and the neighborhood and people to come out and we extended our patio. Um, so we've, you know, you get creative, you do everything you can. Um, uh, you know, obviously it does help that you sell pizza because, you know, people will constantly order pizza. So yeah, takeout and delivery helps all that. But again, thank, thank you. Obviously our supporters, thank you for all of the locals and the people that, you know, really supported us. Cause yeah, without them and their, you know, taking care of us we we would have probably been in the same situation as a lot of people and well wow. and it's interesting to hear a positive out of the pandemic which was that you didn't do a lot of takeout and all of a sudden you know that was a, a new the business. business models changing. yeah it changed and it for you 100%. for the good 100 percent. and we have a very smart owner uh he, he's a great businessman he's he's uh and he, he knows how to you know uh pull together when 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 times get tough and uh, I, I think uh and a good team as well. We have a really, we have a small and, and solid team, a great kitchen, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about, uh, you know, the, how everyone came together and kind of just worked with each other. And, and again, the neighborhood, we, we all care about each other. I mean, we have people, we know all of our customers. We know a lot of our customers by name. They come by and they support us. It's, it's been great. Well, and just real quick, hey, Anthony, Norm. I'm going to, I'll be coming by to your Lakeview location because I see you have happy hour. Oh, Hello. here we go. We do. We do have happy hour. We have wonderful cocktail program as well um you know we we created some craft cocktails we have we use all fresh juices and we create syrups and you know we try to keep it accessible and and summery and, and inexpensive and fun you know and uh that's what it's all about right it's food yeah. absolutely anthony you sold me great job today thank Excellent. you very much for your time make sure you say hello when you guys come in we'll oh, do we'll do he's anthony setakazi with coal fire pizza you can find them online at coalfirechicago.com nice. right yeah sounds fantastic i like that thin crust that's kind of my yeah. speed all right when we talk about pizza oh they're pizza it's, pizza. Pizza. it's like the italian nutella <sighs> spreadable salami well did you see there are other pizza i thought you'd be interested in honey and salami pizza for some reason, they got a vodka delicious. meatball pizza. Oh, how can, how forget about it. How do we not it. get around to vodka meatball? And they meatball? have happy hour. We're done. Happy I'm hour. serious <laughs> around here. Four to six. Absolutely starving today. All right, yeah. look at that. In the Navy, it's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. This weekend, I was uh, uh, up in Napa, California. I was there for a Hall of Fame induction. Follow me on this. I'm going to get back to the Navy. Um, uh, I was inducting a uh, a friend of mine into a motorsports Hall of Fame. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, I gave the, the speech. And uh, my friend Billy, uh, who's no longer with us, oh. um, lied about his age and joined the Navy when he was 15. Wow. Served in World War II in the Pacific. 
Um, but because he was so much older, obviously, anytime he'd bring up the Navy, we all had the joke ready. Anytime Navy came up, you know, <laughs> when I was in the Navy, we go, did you serve on the Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa Maria? I can't remember which boat you were on exactly. <laughs> That's what I think when I think of Navy. Yeah. But maybe we're thinking something different if you get drafted into the Navy. Now, we have not had a draft since Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Unless I missed one. No, Vietnam. But the Supreme Court, Judy, is going to take up the debate, argument, legality, constitutionality of if there is a military draft, should men and women be treated equally under it? Right. Well, and, and yet we don't even have to wait for the draft. They're saying right now for the selective service. Even signing up yeah, for selective service. Men have to, you know, if you're over 18, you have to sign up for the selective service. Women do not. Mm. And women are saying it's just cause it's it's a perception that they're not as good since they're not part of that selective service. So I think that's interesting. So there's actually it's a women's rights group that's mm-hmm. behind this, demanding that women sign up for selective service and therefore be eligible or for- do away with the selective service. I guess I mean they can't, but they're saying you can't just have a men only anything. And I think they've got a solid argument. Yeah, now they do because I mean, but let's it wasn't so long ago that women weren't in combat. I mean, they could I'm trying to think when they could join and that seems to be pretty fresh in my mind. I think um women well, they, voting they, they, women they, voting seems to be fresh in my mind. But they, they, the military has done this in stages, increments because I remember when they allowed women, but they weren't allowed in certain roles. And then they were allowed in certain roles, but they might not be allowed in combat. And it, you know, you, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it keeps kind right. of the, the line keeps moving a little exactly. bit. Exactly. And now they're and it's right there it's it's full open. I still don't think so. I still don't think they we can have even women wear in their hair long combat. now. They can wear their hair long. I think we do. Well, no, we in frontline combat positions. Wait a second. Our senator, Tammy Duckworth, she has no, you know, she's in a wheelchair because she was a fighter pilot. Pilots are different. Than Marines. Oh, then you mean on the ground, ground troops. troops. I think, uh, uh, I don't Martha, know for Martha sure. Martha McSally. Uh, she was a congresswoman. She ran for senator in Arizona. She was a fighter pilot. Okay, so you're saying that we haven't had women on the ground? Not at the fighter, levels that well, we're seeing. But why not? The, the, Tammy Duckworth was severely injured. I mean, lost her legs. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not discounting her service. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, uh, that's not a criticism. So um, I'm based on that, though. I think and the last time this came up was in 1981, mm-hmm. and the court said no, six to three. It's 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 not yeah. discriminatory. Interesting. Now, in 2021, I think they're going to have. Don't to, you think yeah. it's going to be like yeah. a nine? Either you're going to have to let gonna, them, yeah. and if women wanted, why not? Now, the only thing I was what, thinking of, though, what if you have children? And what do both, you mean? Both many your, many women serving in the military have children. Okay, but she's saying what, both. Both of you now, but if you're if you're. Two people, you're married, two yeah. military people, you have children, yeah. and you're both drafted. Mm. That would be a problem, right? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I mean, I, well, it's a new thing. We you're had right. no one. And I mean, the fact is, the women, men get drafted, and the women stayed home many times with the kids. Right. The families. Rosie the Riveter worked in the factories in That's World right. War II, you know, Ooh. because all the men were away fighting. Yeah. Um, here, here's one of the things, though, and I, I do think, and I, I've talked to, uh, some women that I know who served in the military. This was specifically the Air Force, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in a lot of others. The, the, the argument they were making, that they, they wanted to be treated exactly the same as the men, was if they weren't flying combat missions, if they weren't allowed to be on the front line, if they weren't even chosen for select missions, 
they wouldn't have a chance of advancement the same as people that did, who got battlefield commendations, who had, mm-hmm. quote, experience in combat, or, you know what I'm saying? That they were yeah, arguing I would think you're promoted that it was holding based them back. On that. It was holding them back because they weren't allowed to right. do some of the things that men, men were doing, and therefore their career path, if that was your chosen career in the military, was stunted in right. some way, shape, or form because you weren't playing on a level playing field. It's but it's kind of be a careful which way. Okay, yeah. so you want to be on loving playing field? Great. All of you 18 year old girls need to go sign up for selective service mm-hmm. as well. Like right. it's got to be good for the goose, good for the gander, right? And what if I you're and if you're a girl and you're you are pregnant and you're caught and you're drafted? I mean, there are just some issues some rules, with yeah. There right. would have to be rules. Yeah, yeah. I actually I thought first? the rule was what if you got bones first? What yeah. if your shins hurt. Bad shins. Yeah. Might be one of the reasons why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Don't worry, Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. A first-time mom and dad are thankful their newborn is alive, and they say the newest officer of the Pottsville, Arkansas Police Department has become the family's hero. Now, that three-week-old was choking on anti-gas drops. Officer Cody Hubbard, a 23-year-old rookie, answered the call for help. So, Officer Hubbard, he will be uh, given a life-saving award later this month. Meantime, the baby doing just fine. That's great news. I know. Absolutely. Good way to start your career as a law enforcement officer, right? Great way to end the show, Judy. Thank you for that. Uh, Taking us out on the high. Restoring your faith in humanity. Uh, But it takes a whole village around here, for goodness sakes. Or... I'm going to spread the blame around. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Depends on how you look at it. Shout out to MG and uh, Posse over there in Mission Control. They hit all the, the buttons and make things happen. Our infant producer, Miranda, on the other side of the double pane bulletproof class over there doing her work. DJ Cheese working the ones and twos. Thanks, sir. And Nick Gale, all morning long, he's kept you up to date, let you know about the news, the traffic, the weather, which will be changing this afternoon, most mm-hmm. likely. He'll continue to do that. He's packaged it together for you. And it's coming up next right here on 890 WLS.